Mandy Yakich from Creative Matters, and you're listening to Creative Matters On Air, where I have conversations with new and established artists from around New Zealand. I love to listen to artists' stories and learn about their creative process, and maybe you do too, which is why I've made this podcast, to inspire, inform and educate. I hope you can take away something positive and encouraging from each of these amazing stories to help you on your own creative journey. Welcome to Creative Matters Q&A. It's interesting and often encouraging to hear the views of other artists. For this reason, we've come up with our Q&A sessions where we ask the same question to a group of artists from New Zealand and share their responses. In this Q&A session, we ask the question, describe your studio. What tricks or ideas do you have to make the space work well for you and your creative process? This is really good timing for me because my husband is building me an art studio in my garden at Murawai Beach. And uh, yeah, it's really good to hear different ideas and different systems that artists have. And I'm sure you'll enjoy it as well. Thank you very much to the artists who have contributed to this Q&A session, Terri-Ann Berry, Joss Hong, Robin Kay, Adele Dubarry, Moya Deacon-Radley, Lynette Fisher, Amber M, Roseanne Croucher and Tanya Blong. You can see images of each artist and their work on our blog, which is on our website creativematters.co.nz. Hi, my name is Terri-Anne and um, I am a watercolour artist, um, but it's not my full-time job. My full-time job is actually director of a research centre and that takes up most of my time working on research projects to find environmental solutions uh, for the construction industry. So I have quite a, a manic job and lots of meetings, lots of dashing around and then I try and relax with my art, which I absolutely adore. I don't have any formal training. But I've been painting since I was 11 years old um, and I really enjoy being able to just relax and, and think about something completely different. So the way I've set myself up at home is actually probably quite unusual because I don't have a studio. I don't have anything that's formally mine. Um, I have an art cupboard and everything goes in my art cupboard, which is just behind me. And then when I paint, I actually sit at the dining room table. But there are a couple of real key things to getting me in the zone. Um, number one is that my dog sleeps on her beanbag and she sleeps right by my feet. And for some reason, when she's there, I just need that contact and that reassurance of always being next to me. When she's next to me, she's got her snout on my leg. Then I find that I'm much more relaxed and I paint really well. Um, and when she goes away, it's not quite the same. So my dog's very important to me. Um, my table height's really important. So I tend to stand when I'm painting, um, although I sit when I'm drawing. And I think the standing helps me to feel loose and free and I can move my arms a bit more and I just somehow don't feel quite so constricted. Whereas when I'm drawing, I tend to be working with real precision and I like things to be precise. So sitting down and making me focus seems to work. Um, I always have everything in the same order. I'm a bit of a creature of habit and I think it might come from the scientist in me, but I like to have everything organized in almost like a circle. Um, and working clockwise around my circle, I always have my paintbrushes in the same jar. It's an old olive jar, and I have that sitting at sort of the 12 o'clock position. And then as you move around, I have my tray of paints, 
and things like um, I use resist. I really like the resist that you can use, the gum. So I have that there in the same place. And anything that I might need to correct, so cotton buds, cotton wool, things like cling film, which I use sometimes for background, and things like table salt. There's always a bottle of salt on the table for that. Um, then next to that, I'll actually have my paint palette. And then the next one round is my uh, pot of water. And then finally, my tea towel. And I have a collection of old tea towels which start white and end up being black by the end of it because I use a huge amount of water, which I splash everywhere. And my tea towel is just there to absorb the rest. And then right over at the nine o'clock position is my obligatory cup of tea or cup of coffee, which has to be there. And that's the reason why my water and my coffee are opposite sides of the clock. Otherwise, I'd make that mistake. And I have done before. Um, I like to have the window open. So at the moment, I'm actually sitting at my desk because I actually work in the same space. Um, there's an amazing amount of natural light that comes through my windows. I sit looking out onto the deck um, and my deck has been planted with lots and lots of shrubs, um, which flower all year round. And I kind of like that. I like the sound of the birds. I like flowers to be behind me and the door open. And I have that open even in the winter. Um, I'd rather wear a jumper and sit and, um, you know, be wrapped up than I would actually have that door shut. Um, so that's quite an important part. Um, the light in my room, as I said, is really natural lighting. There's windows actually all around in one room. And I think that makes a big difference. I find that by the time it gets to about four o'clock, I stop painting and it's because I miss that natural light. Um, I find I make many more mistakes when the room itself is gloomy. Um, so that's how I tend to, to set up my, my desk. I don't have any artificial light. I never switch the lights on. I don't like any artificial light while I'm painting. Um, and then any other real keys? I, my kids are usually around, and again, I like I like the sort of background noise. I don't like it quiet. Um, I find if I have any music on in the background, I kind of get distracted, and I end up singing away and then forgetting what I'm actually doing. So I like sort of normal noises, normal noises all around me all day long, um, and my dog by my side, and that's how I get I think the best out of my art. Hi, my name's Joss Hong, and I'm a contemporary jewellery artist living in Murawai. I've been making jewellery since 2006. It started as a hobby, really because I'm a believer that it's important to have creativity in your life. And it doesn't matter what the medium is, but I did fall in love with jewellery. So the question is, describe your studio. Well, <laughs> because of jewellery making, I've got multiple studios. I'm quite indulgent and um, I probably have three core studios and my husband, Ron, rightly accuses me of taking over the property. So I have the cute red garden shed. And it used to have lots of garden tools in it, but I have gradually overtaken more and more of that space. And funnily enough, when we brought the property, the previous owner, she actually had that as her ceramic studio. So I like to feel that there was a lot of really creative energy in that space, and it feels great. So... In the garden shed, um, I've probably got three main stations, and that's because when you think about jewellery making, it's this combination of both creativity but also needing to have very uh, good practical skills because there's lots of techniques and processes that are involved that use lots of different tools. And I'll give you some examples. So in that space in my garden shed, I've got a jeweller's um, <clears throat> workbench where I'd mainly do my sawing, my filing, my sanding, my hammering, 
And I've always got like lots of hangers with all my different pliers and hangers and things there. So they're just at arm's reach. And I wear a special apron. So if I happen to drop that little bit of silver, which does happen, it hopefully just drops out of my apron and not on the floor. And I'm scouring around trying to find the damn piece. Another area in the workshed or my studio is where I do my soldering. So it's really important to have everything set up because you've got to consider health and safety. I really don't want to burn down my red shed. <laughs> the second area for a studio is my laundry. <laughs> and, the use, and the reason I use my laundry is because that's where I uh, mix solutions to make resin. And resin can make be very, very messy. So once again, in this space, I've got to make sure that the lighting is good, my bench space is clean, um, make sure that I've got my gloves on, make sure that I've got all the vessels and all the solutions that I'm using uh, once again at arm's reach and it's all perfectly there. So being having an organised space in your studio is actually important. And the third space, main space, is what I call, I guess, my showroom studio. And because there's so many steps and processes and techniques involved in making a collection or a piece of jewellery, what tends to happen is at the end, you are bringing pieces together. And that's also where I've got mirrors and things to just check that being a wearable piece of art, it only not only needs to look good and have that emotional connection with the person, but actually the person is a canvas, so it needs to actually... I think, for me, look suitable. And the other thing I would say is practically, you know, have your workspace, spaces well-defined with your tools and equipment sort of set up properly so that you can deliver on just having fun and being playful and enjoying that time in your studio because I really love it and I think it's a privilege every time I'm in my studio. Hi, I am Robin Kay from Robin Kay Studio and I am a artist up in Oriwa, Auckland. I specialize in acrylic pouring and abstract artworks. I'm here to talk about my studio today. I find a studio for an artist such a fundamental part of their creating. It's a place where you get to just be yourself and let loose. So in saying that, I have had to be extremely creative in the creation of my studio as I'm a student and I still live at home, as well as my um, artwork is extremely messy. And because of that, when I first started, I had to use, um, reuse and recycled materials to create the studio for myself to work in. In the beginning, I was using pizza boxes to line the base of the, the floor to catch any excess paint to not mess up the rentals floors. And from there, I've been able to work my way up to using cardboard and then waterproofing and creating the studio. And I find that that has taught me a lot about the creation of a studio. And I find that as an artist, sometimes we go into our studio thinking when we set the studio up it needs to be this expensive and proper experience but the creation of our studio is just like another painting really it's about bringing ourselves into the space and being authentic to ourselves and using materials that we could find in our homes already instead of spending heaps of money on it and 
through my struggles of um, financing in the beginning, I've been able to bring this into my work as well. And now as an artist, I think I've grown so much from this experience. I One of the other struggles that I had to address or um, work with with my studio was that I wanted to create video content of my paintings. So I wanted to film and take photos and be able to use this in my practice. And because of that, I really wanted a studio that had a nice aesthetic for this. And because of that, I had to try and set the studio up in a way that was good for filming. But my studio is in my garage. And like many people's garages, it is a mess. <laughs> so I had to think about how am I going to do this? How am I going to make a garage look like a proper studio that looks nice? And I had to almost recreate a space inside a space. And I did that by using flat sheets. So I bought a bunch of sheets and used them to create walls. And then I had to buy lighting to create um, a bigger sense of space. And so there's all these different problems and then also solutions as an individual artist, each person will have, which is so unique to everyone. But it's all about taking these problems and just being creative with them. And with this, it helps you as well, as well on that creative journey through your art, because all of it is just aiding this creative thinking. A studio is, something that really affects your creative ability as an artist. And it's also not something that just is so stagnant. It is constantly changing and constantly evolving with you as an artist. In matter of fact, it's almost a visual representation of what's happening internally. And therefore, I think um, my advice to any artist is, Take your time with your studio and make sure that you are keeping that studio really authentic to yourself and your work. Save the money where you can and just make it a beautiful space that makes you happy. Hi, my name is Adele Jubari and I'm a visual artist. Um, I work in oils primarily, but I also paint and draw um, charcoals, pencils, do a little bit of mixed media. Um, but my love, my real love is um, oil painting. So um, I'm delighted to be part of this podcast. How wonderful. I've listened to a couple of episodes and it's fantastic. Um, so very pleased to be part of it myself. So my studio space at the moment is in the first floor of an 1880s villa that we're restoring. So one day it's going to be the master bedroom if if he gets to kick me out of it, that is, because um, it's a fantastic space. So it's got beautiful wooden floors, beautiful native timbers everywhere, beautiful big double-hung sash windows that look um, south over um, our farmland. I can see a couple of pet sheep from the windows, and it's really lovely. More importantly, the light is fantastic. Um, so that's one of the most important things, I think, for a studio. 
So it's set up so that I have my easel within really easy reach. I've got a couple of big tables where all the stuff is set out. Um, I've got my, my little paint palette box on a movable table so it's within, within easy reach to um, get to what I need to do. I've got my books out, most of my art books. Um, I've got chairs for the coffee break and the tea break. Um, and that's it really. It's everything really is within arm's reach. And because it's such a lovely, warm, sunny space, um, it's really a really good place to work. Having said that, um, I have worked in everywhere from a really disgusting possum-filled shed through to a baking hot tin shed and a kitchen table. But if you can get a space where you can set everything out so that you don't have to pack it up at the end of the day, it is really good. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's just better for the way that most people like to work, I think. Um, so one of the things that I thought might be useful for listeners to know about is a couple of things that I find useful um, in my art practice and one of them particularly when I'm having a painting day so that is with the oils um, I have a sketchbook open and I um, use that and really mess it up so I'd encourage people to open the bank, blank page and, and don't be precious about it and mess it up and the way that I start doing this often is at the end of the painting day there'll be bits and pieces of paint on the palette um, and I um, smush those onto pages sometimes they're not even gessoed who cares it doesn't matter you've got these wonderful lovely marks that you can work with later when your paint's dried you can use charcoal and pencil over the top of whatever you want so uh, that's also a pretty good way of um, feeling as though you're not wasting anything. So quite a few artists I speak to um, get really hesitant about wasting paint and, and um, it's so expensive. So that's one way where you can actually use up those bits of paint that would otherwise dry up on the palette. Um, one of my other tips is uh, don't put your coffee cup on your painting table. Um, I haven't drunk the solvent or drunk the coffee with the paint in it, but I do know somebody who has. The other tip is don't put the wet palette on your chair because I have sat on it and that was not good. Um, my other tip is the, is the sketchbook, as I've said, um, and in terms of materials, what I would say is that buy the really best that you can afford, particularly if it's oil paints, um, when you're starting out, sure, that student quality is great. I know they're really expensive, but particularly I think with oil painting, you really need to try and, and get the best that you, you can possibly buy. And if you can only afford a few tubes, then just buy your primary colours and you can mix really whatever you want. Um, so my last tip is just have fun. Just have fun. Just get out there, make a mess, Put something on the paper or the canvas or whatever it is, see what happens, have fun, paint with no expectations, and I'm sure you're going to get a fantastic result. Oh, okay, there's one thing I've forgotten that I want to add that um, has been really, really useful for me. Don't throw away any of your work. Even if you think it's a terrible failed painting on canvas or paper, keep it, put it away. And I guarantee when you get it out months later, or sometimes in my case, a year or two later, get it all out and you'll see what it needs or you'll be able to cut it up. And you can do that with um, 
even with oil paintings, particularly if you've worked quite on a quite a large painting, cut it up. Take a little matteboard frame, um, see what it looks like in a in a um, you know a photo frame, and you've got this lovely little vignette, perhaps where your larger work uh, you know didn't really work, but as a smaller piece it would. And for works on paper, you can tear them up, use them for collage, um, make them part of a different piece. So don't throw anything away. That's my tip. Kia ora. My name is Moya Deacon-Radley and I'm a visual artist working in coloured pencil and in oil from a little studio in Pegasus in the Waimakariri district. I've converted a room in my home into my art studio and it helps to have all of my materials close by. I took my mum's old dining room table, which is quite large, it used to seat eight people, and use this as my studio table now. It's a sturdy old thing and being large in size means that I can spread out whenever I'm working. I've collected a substantial library of books on art, some of which I kept in my studio and on my studio table. I enjoy having them at hand for reference when working on specific subjects or in different mediums. The amount of space that I have available in my studio table, on my studio table, is thus one of the things that works really well for me. More by chance than by design, my studio is southeast facing with a reasonably small window allowing in light. I find that this is of great benefit because too much light can hinder the creative process and I'm able to control the amount of light I have in the studio. This means that I'm able to achieve more realistic depictions of colour in my work. I have learnt of late from listening to other artists and having a dark, that having a darker space to work in is actually a boon, something I hadn't realised earlier and something that works in my favour now. I have a large Maybeth studio easel in the studio and I've positioned it next to my mum's old dining room table. I'm able to use the table for supplies when working on larger pieces, but the studio easel has also proven to be invaluable to me because I can set up works there and leave them to dry without running the risk of any damage. I've converted an old tea trolley as well on wheels into a makeshift table. Um, come carry all. Yes, there's a lot of stuff on that. I typically have two desktop easels set up on the trolley for works that are in progress and need to dry. And I usually have a number of oils uh, in progress at a time, which the, having the table available gives pieces time to dry, but also which gives me a variety in subject matter. Drying time and being able to see the pieces in the studio affords me the space to engage with the works critically and to bring about changes to improve work. Next to my studio table, I have a drawer unit on wheels and a trolley unit also on wheels. The drawer unit is useful to have close by and I've categorised and labelled each drawer with the contents so that I can get to things quickly um, when I need them. Yeah, I am a little bit OCD as well. I've often thought how frequently I dip into each of the drawers and how very handy things are um, having been categorised. Um, one doesn't want to interrupt the creative process. My oil paints are generally on the top shelf of the, the trolley unit. But alas, this is an area I need to improve on because I can never find the right tube when I'm looking for it. I've seen some ingenious tube hanging systems for paints that I'm keen to try out. The lower parts of the trolley um, are, kept, are where I keep my spirits and my mediums for oil. 
mostly in a single location so I can grab them when I need them. And I keep my paintbrushes close by too. I have an absolute love of brushes and often marvel at the magic that they produce. To celebrate my brushes, I've been investing in and collecting Chinese brush pots. Larger brush pots are great for longer brushes and keep them dry and safe. And of course, you also get smaller pots for shorter brushes. They provide me with joy just seeing them on my table and are very handy to locate when I'm painting. My studio space is not flash or expansive, but it's a space that gives me freedom to create and express myself and to make truly my own. I think that studios, to some extent, are an extension of your creative expression, and it's important to discover what enables you creatively. Kia ora. Thank you. Oh, kia ora, Mandy. Um, my name's Lynette Fisher, and I'm a Tauranga-based artist working for my studio in Tupuna. Um, I mainly paint and draw, but I also make prints and installations and assemblages. Uh, my practice is mainly about nostalgia, the handed down, the family dynamics, identity and inheritance. Um, but if you ask me a sentence that describes what I do, it would probably be I paint black pictures of hands and also children and sometimes goldfish. Um, I used to be based on my kitchen table like a lot of artists um, and I used to work against the dining room walls, so it's not that, it wasn't really that practical. But now we have moved to a larger home. I actually uh, managed to snaffle a space at the end of the garage that used to be a home gym. <laughs> the um, irony and the evidence is still there by way of a punching bag. Um, there's a hook in the ceiling that I might actually hang an egg chair on um, eventually. Um, it's about as big as a double bedroom, really, um, with concrete floors, whitish walls, because I paint in black, <laughs> and really, really, really great light. So that's the space I stole. Um, it's quite packed in there. My husband would describe it as being full of clutter. But to be honest, the walls are actually closing in a bit, and I will have to do a purge real soon. Um, I think the thing about that is most people don't see is actually how much packaging and admin is involved in being an artist so storage is always a real pain um, especially if you want to show your clients Instagram ready spaces <laughs> um, anyway um, what's in there I've got a really large um, set of Remu plan drawers as my main um, thing I, I, I've always wanted some and I finally got them over last lockdown don't tell anyone it's full um, art, <laughs> art supplies paper lino cutting stuff framing equipment pointy sharp stuff um, I do my framing on top of the drawers so it's a really really good space decent height I honestly think it's my best purchase I've ever had off trade me um, but that's not counting my non-d dress I got six <laughs> a couple of weeks ago for 20 bucks <laughs> um anyway <laughs> we could all relate to that um I have all of my work in various stages of completion um on the walls so I can see it all as a body of work um anything in progress is usually on my easel all my work um has figures in it and interacting with each other so I'm really interested in using imagery and recontextualizing it in different types of spaces and scenarios so there's a lot going on 
in between each piece so they often relate to each other without me even realizing so that's why I have to have them all sort of facing me um I do have to say here that a friend came in um to visit me he's a really established minimalist abstract painter that um told me I should face all my work to the wall and work to the one that I'm on that was on the easel um but I and I tried it but it was really weird (laughs) turning all my paintings and faces away from each other because they have a dialogue um that I didn't really realize until I did it that I had to keep responding to um it sounds a bit weird so now they're all back talking to each other again I've had to flip them back around um I think one of my tricks to um continuing a creative process is just to get in there every day um which is not really so much as a trick but a, a discipline even if it's just a stretch in prime canvases it's it's what I do every day as my work and um, preparation is super important. If I want to get on with something immediately, there's nothing worse than having a blind flash, flash of inspiration and then having to stretch and prime a two metre long canvas for the rest of the morning when you just want to get in there and, you know, get your brushes on there. Um, if I want to start on a new series that has been percolating, I have to vacuum entirely beforehand. This is also the practical necessary step as I paint on black and stuff gets on everything. Probably not the best idea to have my adopted budgie Lemmy in there as he's bloody messy. And don't worry, there's more of a five-minute job. Just It's it's more of a five-minute job just to get my head in the room. There's no deep clean. <laughs> um, there's a ton of very, very safe insect life that, that do coexist with me. We live in the country, so there's lots of... Um, bumblebees and cockroaches involved uh, anyway um then I choose my podcast of the day usually it's blind boy talk art true crime um if my friend comes around and pates with me then it's straight to my dad wrote a porno for the lols <laughs> um but sometimes it's music my son has a really great spotify list uh, full of 90s grunge and the beatles so um I, I get into that but my favorite is Bowie but I really paint to him as I stop I stop to listen to him so he's yeah I can't have him in the studio with me um I'm not sure if any magic happens after that sometimes it revolves around a lot of research and rabbit holes as my work is very much idea based rather than what comes off the end of my paintbrush um then when I've taken a lot of hand selfies not as weird as it sounds. It's all about composition and getting the paint on the canvas. So it's more research and idea based rather than happy accidents. I I don't, I just don't paint like that. Anyway, um, that's really about what I get up to my day. Other than that, I'm packing, emailing, adminning, updating the website, trying to look good on Instagram, <laughs> trying to keep myself and others engaged in what I do. Um, other than that, my other I have a I have a day job. I'm an arts uh, an award coordinator for a, a major art prize in New Zealand. Um, that's another story. We'll get to that another day. <laughs> um, but thanks so much for listening. Thanks for having me, Mandy. Um, I'm really enjoying your podcast. That's another one I've got on my list now. Um, it's really inspiring hearing what my fellow artists do and how they do it. It's it's uh, helps me feel comfortable. <laughs> invalidated sometimes yeah hi everybody my name's amber m i'm a professional artist and i do realistic flower flowers and floral work 
Um, I have a little tiny studio that's two metres by three metres in Whanuapai, which is the old sun porch of my my house. Um, my husband purposely built it in for me, so it's got lots of windows. I have lots of natural light. Uh, one wall, which is my working wall, is just solid ply, and I just have a set of four double nails at different heights so that I can adjust my work to the height that I need and I stand while I'm working. Um, I just have a tea trolley that's got all my paints and mess on it. <laughs> uh, and it's very small. I just have a desk um, on the other side of it and very um, compact. So I've got to be a lot tidier than I normally would be. <laughs> I had I used to have a room under the house that was massive. It was like five metres by seven metres. But I found I was very messy because I had a lot of space and I was away from the family and it was very dark. And so I found my colours was fluorescent lighting and I had I used to make my colours very vibrant, which when brought out into daylight became a little bit coarse. So um, having the natural lights much nicer and much easier for me. Um, I do have some good blinds because it can be a bit too bright. Um, and, yeah, I work probably... Um, <laughs> four to six hours a day in the studio actually painting and the rest of the time I'm doing mostly paperwork and you know sending out emails and trying to run the house um, and I take you know I go out and take all the photos outside for my work for reference um, try to get do natural light for photography more than um, set up in a studio because it's just so much brighter and and better directional light for me um and uh yeah i have a little bit of storage space up behind me which is sort of, um but not really a great deal of room so it's very very contained <laughs> i would say um and yeah i uh do do a bit of painting outside but not very much so uh it's very very quiet and uh, I usually listen to audiobooks while I'm painting, and uh, which well just sort of means I can just sort of switch off and focus completely. I don't think about much else. And um, yeah, I work in oil, so I, I do have quite good ventilation in my room. I have the windows open most of the time just because it can be quite smelly, especially when I do my big backgrounds. Um, but other than that, it's just painting away. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's about it, really. I don't do a huge amount. I'm I'm sort of quite um, focused, and I don't. I only work on one piece at a time, um, and they're all quite big. They're like the maximum can fit is obviously two meters, and I generally do round about one and a half. The smallest is probably one point two um, as an average. Uh, but my ceiling is quite high. I've got about a three-metre stud, I think it is, so I've done the odd odd painting where I've actually swung the painting the other way because I can't fit it across, and I've had to paint it sort of sideways, which is a bit of an optical challenge for me. Um, and I have a um, – I work off a curved monitor, um, which gives less reflection, and so I have all my photos on my computer and I put them on the monitor and then I zoom in so I can get all my detail. So that's sort of what I'm working from is all of photographs that I've taken and um, then can zoom in and get that real fine detail, which I love. 
Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much my practice. Um, I love it and uh, couldn't think of doing anything else. So, uh, yeah. Hi, my name is Roseanne. I'm a um, oil painter based in Hamilton um, and I make paintings of New Zealand landscapes. Um, I'm also a mum of three young kids. They are four, two and seven months old. So I paint quite part-time at the moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really love painting. So it definitely has a space in my everyday life. Um, so I'm talking about my studio today. And one exciting thing about my art studio is that we built it. Um, not with our own hands, we had builders do that because um, we're not that handy, but um, we built a purpose-built outdoor studio. We moved down um, to Hamilton from Auckland about three years ago and bought a house here and um, bought specifically for the purpose of yeah, building a studio in the backyard. And so we've built a um, little, it's not too big, it's about 2.4 by 3.4 metres, but it's, it's got all the space that we need. Um, and it's got uh, yeah, uh, doors that open up and a window. And um, we got a special light for the um, ceiling. Uh, that was one of the things I wanted specifically. It's um, got a high CRI, which means um, color rendering index. Um, uh, so basically if you're painting at night or like using the light, um, the colors are quite close to being accurate as they would be in daylight. Um, so that was, um, yes, yeah, a special thing that we put in there. Uh, we've got blinds for adjusting the light coming in and out of the windows and the door. And we painted the interior ourselves. I chose a neutral grey um, and white for the ceilings. I basically just wanted to be able to hang work and not have any colours that would detract from how I saw the colour I was putting into the paintings. Um, Another important factor of this outdoor space is that because I have young kids, I can lock it. Um, and my two-year-old especially is not allowed inside at the moment. Uh, there's a little space for the baby right now um, because she's not crawling yet, so she can just uh, lie on the floor. And my four-year-old sometimes comes in as well um, and does his own drawing. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's a very um, an aspect of it that I like a lot is that the kids can't come inside. It's my own space. I can leave the house and come out here um, and paint, which has been amazing. Uh, so the way we've set it up is we've got, um, I've got my easel down one end with, that's um, a standing easel. Uh, I paint from photos. So I've got a desktop computer sort of next to me. I've got the easel with my canvas. And then I've got a painting trolley that's got all my paints, my brushes. I can move that around if I want to. Um, I can adjust my easel up and down. Um, so that's kind of positioned in the place with the best light. Uh, so that's where I do all my painting. And then down the other end, I've got a desk. And that's where I sketch and do design work. Um, I do all my packaging of orders going out and prints and things like that. And that's um, also currently where my husband is working from home. We've just come out of lockdown, so his computer and all of his gear is there. So the space is a little bit cramped at the moment, but um, it's been great having uh, this outdoor space for that particularly. Um, and I've got, yeah, the desk and there's books at the desk um, as well. I don't have a lot of time for reading right now, but um, when I do have more time, I, I enjoy um yeah, reading through some art books. Um, and I wanted to say a couple of things that I really liked about my space. So I love my trolley that I can move it. Um, it's got all my gear 
uh, on the top and then on the bottom. I've just recently started using a glass palette. Uh, before I was just using cardboard with like tin foil over it, which I would sort of throw out after using. But I've just started using glass, which is amazing. I have to clean it um, probably every weekend. I try and clean it, but um, it just feels um, great to use. It's 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 simple. It's easy. It makes color mixing a breeze. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I paint with oils um, and I do realistic landscapes, lots of sunsets. Um, things like foggy, misty scenes. Um, and so I mix a lot of colours. <laughs> uh, so uh, having a good palette is really important to me. Also having all my paints and everything right there. Um, it's also come to my attention, especially during lockdown and having um, a small space quite full with people. Sometimes it's been me, my husband, my baby and my four-year-old in here all at once. Um, I've thought of some improvements um, that I'd like to make. So I thought I'd do those too because some of you might be in the same boat. Um, so what I would really like, I've got a few little shelves, but I'm wanting more shelving. Um, I do have one blank wall at the moment that's just for hanging work. Um, so I'm leaving that blank, but I'd like more shelving around to put, because I do quite a lot of miniature paintings, sort of like postcard size or smaller. Um, so more shelving so I can store those a bit easier. I've currently got all my packaging supplies in the garage. Um, so I'm, I'm wanting to reorganize that a bit better as well so I can do because we've got a bigger workbench in the garage, so that's where I can pack works up. Um, also, this year I'm getting a journal going so I can plan things properly. Being a mum of three young kids and an artist um, quite part-time is challenging. There's a lot going on in my brain, and I just want a space to write it all down, so that's something I'm starting this year in my studio. Uh, also looking at possibly, sometimes I do um, filming, like videos for social media, so looking at maybe getting um, a tripod that I can hang from the ceiling or something like that to save save space. Um, and, yeah, last year I had um, my first open studio, so I used my studio as a bit of a display space. Um, I did it around this time last year and just hung all my work nicely and um, had people come in. So I haven't had time for um, that this year, also because I've been on maternity leave, so I haven't um, been making a lot of work, but that's something I'll definitely look at doing in the future. Um, and I think that's about all I've got to say. Hi, my name's Tanya Blong. I'm a painter. Um, my studio is based in Murawai Beach, Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, I'm really thankful for the studio that I have. I built it. Um, Golly, probably about three years ago now. And um, we had, like our house is about 40, 45 square metres. Um, so I had a little corner in the lounge that I was painting in and it was pretty chaotic with my son who's, um, he's he's a beautiful tornado and I was quite amazed. I never got a foot through the canvas or food flung across the painting. So um, I really needed to sort of work somewhere else. And we had a quite a derelict carport I guess but it did have a great roof um and I just decided to convert that I um love a DIY project I love building and um I always think anything can be achieved you know so um yeah I just it had no floor or anything no ceiling it just had a roof and some um fiber fiberboard walls so yeah I just um I kind of know a bit about building anyway. Um, I spent a long time as a sculptor, so I guess um, it's that problem-solving mind that um, I really enjoy and um, 
love figuring out the problems with something and how to get around them or um, how to solve things. So, yeah, I just um, figured out how to build stuff. And when I didn't know something, I'd ask Builder Mates or um, my stepdad, he's great. He's got a hardware store. So um, I could always get cheap sort of materials through him as well and um, lots of advice. And then I also um, sourced a lot of my wood at a recycling yard um, that had, you know, it still sort of had the um, treatment system on it. So they're all like H3, H4, all posted on it still. And, um, yeah, so just built the floor and then um, built a ceiling in there and lined the walls with ply. Um, there, was, there was sort of green... Um, is it polycarb, um, the corrugated plastic windows <clears throat> that were in there. So I got rid of them and put clear polycarb in there. And then um, with the doors, I was sort of thinking, you know, I wanted the opportunity to be able to make massive paintings. So I just put these double um, swinging doors in there that worked really well. And um, it was just so nice to have a space that I didn't have to pack up or um, – move all my works and then also I could have people come to the studio and um view them without having to tidy my house or you know have someone come into my house so um that was brilliant and at first I had um you know sort of desks built in and things like that which eventually I ended up taking out um I think after a while you realize what works in a space and what doesn't and now I've realised I need more room, so I'm um, actually re-sort of hashing another room onto the back of the studio so that I can store all my paintings. And, um, yeah, just I think I guess you'll never have enough space for you. And, um, yeah, just finding what works for you and um, enjoying the space, yeah. 